How would you say your mental focus is? Oh, it's focused. <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's... I, I have... Hello, Backwoods Hillbilly. Hello, Backwoods Hillbilly. Hello, Backwoods Hillbilly. Hello, Backwoods Hillbilly. This is Mutual Destruction. Are you 100% sure about that? I, I, I can't stop thinking about how funny it is that uh, Elon Musk has left it up to, to, to the public to see if Trump gets reinstated or not. There's a public poll on Elon Musk's Twitter page, and as of five hours ago, he tweeted, Trump poll getting approximately one million votes per hour. So if you're listening to this, if you're listening to this and you haven't voted yet, please go vote so we can see Donald Trump reinstated on Twitter. We really need him. We need his votes, right? This election, if he doesn't win this election, it's also stolen. So we need to to make sure that this is that we get him back. Teflon get out Don the vote. back on the birdie. Get out the vote. How, did you vote? Vote on the poll? <laughs> yeah. I I did. <laughs> and uh I'm not gonna tell you what I voted for, but uh let's just say I want I want comedy back on Twitter. That's what I want. I want comedy to come back on Twitter. I I was scared to vote. I was just scared on the poll. On the or poll. in general. No, I mean, well, I mean, kind of <laughs> general now, but uh, on the poll, just because I hate Elon Musk, dude. I just don't. I don't follow him. I only see like, of course, I see all of his shit now, but I just despise that dude. He's so likable. I don't know why you would you wouldn't <laughs> like him. That's brutal stuff, but I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe Twitter will stick around long enough for us to t- to talk about it sometime in the future. But it's it's just crazy to see. Uh, one of my favorite things that's came out of it in the past couple of days is everyone like posting like the uh, almost like the the Twitter highlight reel or like the top ten tweets of all time or like people are posting just the funniest things that they've oh, seen. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, there's been some internet gold over the past uh, few years when Twitter's been popping off. Man, do you have any? I have so many uh, Twitter gold moments. Uh, <laughs> I put one. I mean, obviously, there's just been so much stuff with like uh, that came out of the the Bush era <laughs> that Amazing. has just been named to death. What was the one with Bush? Um, oh, the can the you Bush. find that one? Oh yeah. Um, I, I couldn't imagine somebody like Osama bin Laden understanding. The joy of Hanukkah. That's one of the funniest videos to ever exist, man. In what context? We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. Dude, that's amazing. What? That's amazing. Oh we my must god. Stop the terrorists. We must stop the killers. Now watch this drop. 
just nailed his golf ball straight down the fucking fairway, man. But there were just, there were just honestly, man, like just too many videos. <laughs> this is one of the strangest tweets ever. And this will be the last thing that I kind of talk about Twitter. But this is why we need Trump back. Uh, this is from uh, August 2nd. 2019. This is, this is while he's president of the United States. Uh, Donald Trump tweets, ASAP Rocky released from prison and on his way home to the United States from Sweden. It was a rocky week. Get home ASAP. <laughs> ASAP. Dude, that is when comedy was legal. That is some Twitter gold right there. So we'll we'll keep an eye on it though. And but um what we wanted to talk about today are some two old hags in the house, right? <laughs> two big tittied mothers. Two big titty mother hags who just will not leave the house. It won't go away. Indestructible. Until, until they have to leave the house. <laughs> Until they can't stay there any longer. <laughs> Until things are go- have gone so awry with potentially their husband at home. And, and they storm and people storm their house. <laughs> there are some eerie connections here between uh, the 2022 film Barbarian and the departure from... Uh, her role as a speaker of the house, Nancy Pelosi, and we're here to kind of map them out for you. This is mutual destruction film house, film house, <laughs> episode one. Ah, ah, ah. So why don't you start mapping us out? Well, well, right away, like before, when like the movie spoilers. Kinda, this is heavy spoilers yeah. coming up. So yeah, if you don't, Barbarian. if you don't know this movie by now, it's been out for a while, right? It had yeah, a theatrical it was released, release, like Halloween. and then it came to HBO. Or no, it was released actually in September. Mm. Well, here in Destruction, uh, we don't give a shit about. Uh, any rules about horror? We'll just watch them all the time, anytime. Hell, I'll watch them at seven thirty in the morning. I don't give a shit. I'll watch them anytime. There hasn't been. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong and just spacing out on some. But I feel like there hasn't been great movies, and like all the shows are on breaks and stuff right now. So slim pickings out there. But I think Barbarian is an absolute fucking gem. Of it a is movie. something else. I will <laughs> I say that. that. Like the. So I went into this movie. You told me about it. You told me I should watch it. I knew nothing about it, right? Like, not only you mm-hmm. sent me the trailer, but just to be honest with you, I didn't watch it because I don't watch the trailers to movies nowadays because I feel like if I watch the trailer to the movie, I see fucking everything that happens, right? Like, I know everything and I'm yeah. just disinterested. Oh, yeah. But this movie, I heard nothing about it, really. I didn't know anything kind of what to expect. And you told me it was about like a rental property, like a haunted house kind of vibe. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of there. 
So that was, did you hear about the movie like before you saw it or anything or you would just scroll? See, I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. I just kind of rolled into it blind too. And I feel like that is the best way to watch it. So if like you're a horror fan and you're in or somehow stumbled upon this podcast and listen to us and you haven't seen barbarian yet go and just turn this off and come back but um it, but watch it because it's so much fun but yeah i i don't think i'd seen a trailer for it honestly um on tv that not that i remember and uh i just saw it pop up on hbo and the the description reads like a very uninteresting movie without I like I mean I'm 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 game for a good thriller every now and then but the description was just like um a woman shows up at her Airbnb to find it's double booked and it's very vague and for a great reason because the twist in this movie is nuts. But you no, know, I rolled into it blind and and just like I think it was on mm-hmm. Halloween. I was like, I'll just go ahead. It's an hour forty minutes. It's the perfect length of a movie. It didn't it's feel. Great. It didn't feel it's too long. Time. There was like we'll we'll probably talk about this as we kind of get into it. But there was a moment in it where I was like, well, actually, kind of two big moments. But in the th- so it's kind of broken into like three acts, like a like a movie, but distinct acts, right? Like the characters that you see in Act One aren't necessarily the characters you see in act two. And then there's a little bit of overlap in act three uh, with, with kind of all of the eras, but, and and we'll talk about that, but um, the kind of just look of this movie, the way that it's shot, the way that it's kind of like, there's some really cool shots in this movie. Like some of the coolest Mm -hmm. things was like, when something really disturbing would happen, like it wouldn't really linger there too much. It would just kind of cut to somewhere bright and sunny, which was funny as shit. But I just want to, I just love the idea of this film being about literally how Airbnb (laughs) destroys local, (laughs) local rental, rental properties and living in Asheville, North Carolina, man, it is like this movie was filmed here. And it's not though. It's in Detroit, in like a shitty Detroit suburb, uh, and or like town or neighborhood. Sorry, not suburb. Yeah. No matter no matter where you are right now, the rental market and the housing market is just so yeah. fucked yeah. up. So right at the beginning, we get like our main character Tess pulling up to this rental house, which we immediately fucking know is haunted, right? Because there's screams. <laughs> And she goes to the lockbox, tries the her code, gets the key, uh, and the or oh, sorry, opens the lockbox. The key is not there, and she's like, "It's pouring the rain. What are we gonna do?" She keeps keeps getting like text notifications that she's ignoring from Marcus, who I guess is her ex boyfriend or boyfriend at the time or something going on, love interests, and uh. She's like, what the hell am I going to do? You can't really see the neighborhood. It's pretty dark out, storming. And then she sees a light kind of come on in the house. And she's like, oh, that's weird. Knocks on the door and is greeted by Pennywise the fucking clown has been staying at the Airbnb, right? (laughs) Double booked. She booked on Airbnb. He booked on Home Away or something. And they both kind of show up at this house, which is funny. Like later on when we get into talking about who the landlord 
landlord at this, this property. It's funny that it's cross listed on all of these different apps like Home Away and Airbnb, just because a total utter shit bag runs this place. <laughs> yeah, some slum lord management yeah. company. And uh but yeah, Zach. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name, Zach. <laughs> sure, I'll hear this. Zach Krieger. It <laughs> uh, was the writer and director. He's from a like a YouTube, uh, old YouTube sketch comedy group. Uh, what is it? Um, let's see. I don't want to get it wrong here. The widest kids, you yeah. know. Yeah, I've never seen anything uh, by this guy before. I was looking at it. Yeah. But uh, he's also a Twitch streamer, which I thought was hilarious. But uh, he uh, described it as uh, Fincher upstairs and Rami downstairs. (laughs) That's funny. And and I like that because, I mean... I don't know, like not necessarily haunted when she pulls up to the Airbnb the first time. But you obviously know that something's wrong, and just by the the sound, the soundtrack to that opening scene is so good, and uh, that little sound—it's almost like Insidious esque. But uh, I thought it was going to kind of—I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about the tw- the twist where the thing is living that thing is living under the house. But I thought it was almost going to be like some uh, M Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan Ding Dong twist of where you know when she wakes up the next morning and and Pennywise Bill uh oh he's, he's so good in too. this film he's, he's, so he's the best part and he's just weird a second um man. he's a great actor but uh he's like uh he's like this isn't a great neighborhood you know I don't know if you've noticed and she goes out there the next morning and it's the only nice house uh-huh. like on the block or whatever and the rest of it's just completely dilapidated run down and so i thought the whole time like she was gonna figure out that either like he was dead and like the house is some ruin kind of like haunting on hill house where it changes you know the people see it as completely restored it's nice but in reality it's Mm. a ruin or something and I thought that's where it was going. Never in a million years would I guess that there was an incest baby living that matured down in the tunnel system below oh, the house. It's crazy. Like, keeping babies. Yeah, we'll get there. You, you you made me think about like I have I, like when I was watching, I was just uh, fucking writing notes in my in my notepad just to kind of like make sure that everything was here. It. Uh, so so yeah, it's funny the tension between Pennywise and Tess in that scene in that opening mm. part is so good. It's like some of the best like horror tension, like slow build stuff. Like you don't know if you're gonna trust this guy. You think he might try and poison yeah. her. Is he gonna like assault her? What's happening? But it's like under all kind of condi- he's a good dude, right? Like he he literally yeah, it's yeah. not that weird other than the fact that you're just kind of seeing him like uh you can kind of fit, uh, feel Tess's kind of guard of, of it and then when she goes to sleep though that first night after they've had a little bit of wine and personal connection, uh Tess mentions she's there in Detroit for a job interview. 
And uh, Keith and Tess kind of bond over the Pennywise and Tess kind of bond over the, their mutual love for films. And then at night, like things start to kind of happen in a spooky way. She goes to bed, the door to her bedroom opens and you think as a viewer i thought i was like oh no this is where keith we get to see keith like really rear his pennywise ugly head his his oddly shaped eyebrows coming in the room and and uh she wakes up and goes in there and keith is having a full-blown panic attack dream on the couch shaking some not just terrified um but then she she wakes him up scares him and nothing everything's okay they go back to bed and tess goes for her job interview where I guess it goes well, but the the lady, uh, the film director who she's interviewing for as a research assistant for her documentary tells her, why are you staying in uh, in that part of the town? Like you you should be yeah. you should be really afraid there. Um, also, her neighborhood, it looks like the way that we see Ukraine on TikTok and Twitter. It is. Destroyed. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a war zone. There's a, there's nothing left. I mean, it's 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 exaggerate. I mean, well, maybe I don't know. I've never been to fucking Detroit. Uh, I'm, maybe there is. Maybe it does look like that. I'm sure there's. <laughs> it's the know, Motor City, baby. I mean, it's like a it's like a bomb it's the motor city. in this yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, and that's the and that's literally the only house on the entire block that yeah. is not oh exactly it st- stands out immediately. And so Tess pulls up to the house and she uh, is ready to kind of go in and relax from her interview, but she sees this this homeless black man running down the street at her, saying, "Don't go in the house. Come back here, little girl. Come back here." And she's freaking out. And man, I, at this point, I was I was like, "This is where it's going to get it. This is where she's going to go." But just yeah. in the nick of time. She's able to get in the house, right? Locks, Locks the door. The door. Yeah. Crisis averted. Um, until she goes down to the bathroom. And uh, first of all, I wanted to say one of the coolest things of this movie that I love that horror movies do sometimes uh, is when they talk about horror movies in the movie. Right. Like Keith and Tess are talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Uh, like what they like about movies and what they like about. And I just love it when that happens. But. So meta. It reminds me of Scream, you know, like how there's that whole plot in Mm -hmm. Scream about like how to survive a horror movie. One of one of the best, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So she goes to the bathroom uh, after barely escaping the the black homeless man local, the townie coming after her, and uh, there's no toilet paper. So she she goes on a on a hunt for toilet paper. And where do they keep toilet paper in this crazy ass house? Downstairs in the basement on top of a hot water heater, I guess. So I guess. So she goes down there, gets some toilet paper. Unfortunately, though, the door locks her in. It closes. These doors in this home, man, don't. Play and with I think them. there's a there's a shot of yeah there's a shot of one of after they leave the basement door either opens or closes mm-hmm. by itself. So, but it, it's interesting when you bring up, you know, 
it's I think it's a unique movie or one that I haven't seen in a long time where you go into a movie without any kind of preconceived notions of intentions of any of the characters. Like you don't know um, what Keith Pennywise's mm-hmm. intentions are. You kind of you're you're more on Tess's side because that's the first person you see as in you're in the car with her as she pulls up. Um, to the Airbnb. So you're on, you, you know, you know, you're kind of supposed to be with this, this woman and we don't see how Keith ever gets to the house. And, I, and I, well, we see his car. He, there's a car in the driveway or something, but we don't see how he gets into the house. So you're automatically suspicious of him, but it's interesting how that movie plays into that suspicion and it makes you feel like you're crazy too with Tess because he's just a he's he turns out to be just a regular normal guy, you know, like he's yeah, he's a good yeah. guy. But it, it's but you don't you just you never know that literally right up until the like his he does demise. not do himself any favors. That man is so awkward trying to hook up with this girl. He mm-hmm. needs some game. He needs some he needs That's some true. Like he, yeah, he, yeah, he needs some riz. He is, he's a, he's weird. He is weird. Psychopathic. But. So, so Tess is going uh, down, down the stairs as she, as she gets locked, she uh, is trying to find some way to kind of get this window open in the basement. And she pulls out uh, this piece of uh, rope. And what it does is it opens the side, the trap door in the basement yeah like the the rope is on the shelf behind this little can and it's you know it comes out of a hole in the wall so when you pull that rope it undoes the latch on the secret door and it just kind of pops open this tunnel tunnel. of catacombs or hallway it's it's the hallway at first which of course, she goes down. She doesn't have her cell phone, though, so she's in the dark. Uh, she doesn't have really uh-huh. anything, no key. Uh, or actually, that's not true. She has the key in her pocket. I do remember that because that's that was her plan to get out and go through the front door. That's um, right. Yeah, because Keith exactly. could get in. because he was Exactly. Like, yeah. Keith's not home. Um, so she explores the tunnel. She comes to this room, which... Uh, is like a is like a child bedroom, but it looks like a jail cell. There's a bed, a camera, and a bucket in there, and a bloody handprint. It's a, it's fuck, a fuck room. room. It's a it's, it's a, a fuck, fuck room. room. She yeah. dis- <laughs> she discovers a fuck room in the bottom of this house. Um, and the fuck Mary she, kill room. She gets shook. She runs straight out. Starts trying to open this window. Beats on Keith is there. Keith helps her open the window, rescues her. She is rightfully in a full-blown state of panic, running through the house, getting all her shit. She's like, I've got to get out of here. I just saw a fuck room. And uh, Pennywise is like, can you please talk to me? I need to understand. Again, you still don't yeah, know like, his motivations yeah. here. Is it his fuck room? We have no idea, right? Yeah. Is it, he, is it his house? Is he the owner? Yeah. We have no idea who this no. guy is. And he's just like, and he's just trying to convince her. He's like, I, I believe what you're saying, but I need in, in in to his credit, he's only met this woman for a day. You know, he he does not know this lady that we know of. 
And so if you were in his situation, if if you came back to your Airbnb and this stranger is hysterical, has locked herself in the basement, you know, says there's a fuck room down there. I'm going to need, I think I might have to see that fuck room. room? I, I think I would have to see the fuck room just I don't know. I I mean, granted, that neighborhood was already scary as fuck. Yeah. So maybe if the neighborhood looked like that, I'd I'd probably be out of there. I'd take her I word did, for it. I did think I it mean, was a little funny how, um, and I don't know if this was on purpose or just oversight, but I don't believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, she, she just mentions to him that she saw the fuck room and the bed and the camera in the bucket, which, you know, in a basement isn't weird. But she doesn't say, I was literally chased by a man in here, which is the scariest part. And I don't remember her saying that. Yeah. And yeah, I, don't and think, I have a reason for that, I, mean, I think. I think it's because yeah. Tess is a black woman and she doesn't want to be maybe like maybe she doesn't perceive it like most of us do, right? Like maybe it's not that scary to her. I mean, it's obviously scary enough for her to run away, but I don't know if there's some racial politics going on there. I have no idea, but um, I'll have to watch and cause I may have to, I may be wrong. She made, she may mention it. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember if she does or not, but that's an interesting point. Cause like she was pretty clearly shook up, like run into the house. Yeah. I mean, it, but I, but yeah, there it could be something. I mean, two, it's like, I mean, I don't know. Does does finding the fuck room? I mean, uh, take you know just precedent over just getting chased by a bum. I don't may maybe I don't know because sure. like she was and after the and two like she was locked like something like lock the door would have to be going through your mind also. I don't know, but anyway, so Keith he, goes down. Anytime someone says this to you in a movie, you're fucked, right? Like, wait right here. I'm going to go uh, check it out. I'll be right back. He's going to go. He wants to see the fuck room firsthand. He he doesn't believe this, right? And she's like, I'm no not way. going back no down way. there. You know, no of way. course. And yeah. uh, of course, a few moments go by, no word from Keith. Tess is freaking out. She throws her back. She's like, fuck it. I'm grab grab a uh, uh, dining room chair. Make sure that door doesn't close on her. And she goes down there yelling for Keith. I swear for the next like 10 minutes of the film, it's just her yelling Keith's name. Were were you ever thinking that he, yeah. oh he's down there he's gonna oh, butcher it, like yeah. he's gonna I thought kill it was her. gonna be a Dahmer type kind of thing where he was just gonna like pop yeah. out and 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 grab her. She eventually finds Keith. He's on his hands and knees, well, right? It, yeah. Well, she goes past the hallway, past the fuck oh, room. Yeah. It keeps going down, and there's like these stairs that go even further. Like they're very steep. They go straight down, and it opens up into this. It's pitch black. It's just a tunnel, like just a mine shaft. Uh, in yeah, there's the series of tunnels going everywhere. She passes a little enclave where there's these big dog kennels oh, yeah. and bowls and stuff yeah. in it. She's, you know, she's like Keith, Keith, and you and you hear it. And you yeah. finally With hear faintly, it, right? Yeah, help yeah, me help, or something help. like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. And, then, and he informs yeah. her when she gets the keys. She's like, "My God, what are you doing?" And he's like, "You have to be quiet. There's someone else down here." She's like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "No, don't go that way. Don't go that way." And before we know it, Nancy Pelosi appears <laughs> in the film, full nude. I believe. I mean, you might have to check me on this. He's like seven <laughs> foot tall. This is this is this is a. Uh, a common ancestor between uh speaker pelosi and 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 this monster but a big a big titted a big titted monster that's what i have in my phone big titty monster um appears she's like gray green oh. very long stringy black hair that neanderthal yes. like head shape <laughs> early human Pete, like just early human yeah, big titty little Sawed off baby yes. shit, titty. and she bashes Keith's head against the wall, like she she palms <laughs> like his head, runs up, but like just sprints in a dead sprint. And it's one of those shots where there's like a flashlight, you know, and it's and then you just see this thing. The I mean, she, her tits are just gone, like they're huge, and she's butt ass naked, <laughs> and she runs palms Keith's head as he's kind of crouched down. And just slams it up against the rock it's, wall. It's brutal. It's brutal. And there are screams. And it's at that. It's finally at that point where you're like, "Oh, yeah, Keith was, was a good <laughs> dude." Pennywise. You can't judge him based on his intention. And as, and it, it's like some of the loudest screams in a in a horror movie, right there. And then cut to a California coastline. Where um, <laughs> the Pacific Coast Highway, literally, like from Malibu, to where LA. where our next star in Act Two, Justin Long, is cosplaying Ari Gold from Entourage, driving a convertible <laughs> down what looks like Route One or something along the coast. It's got to be the yeah, PCH, something, yeah. and just scatting to Ricky Dicky Tavi, Ricky Dicky Tavi, <laughs> just singing singing his songs. <laughs> The horror king himself, oh, dude. Justin Long is a god tier. In this in movie, Justin Long really outdoes himself. I think secretly Justin Long is a shit bag and that this was the role kind oh, of yeah. meant for him. Um, so Justin Long here plays a uh early, I would say, I would say uh TV famous actor, kind of maybe low A-list possibly even be less, but pretty big deal. I would say, um, just got a contract for a pilot, which it sounds like he's producing and even had a hand in some of the casting. Uh, when he gets a call through his Bluetooth on his, on his car. And despite the wind is able to have a pretty clear conversation oh, with yeah. his two agents i was like how is he hearing these people it's literally he's got the top down and he's on bluetooth um but they inform him that his co-star in the pilot that he helped launch has me tooed his ass has straight me tooed him um that he was sexually aggressive to her in a filming of another and he freaks out he 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 completely he freaks, freaks out, out. Yeah. he loses his mind right first he learns though that he's going to be fired from the pilot right and his agent mm -hmm. is oh don't tell him the next part he can't handle it and he's like no 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 fuck that tell me tell me what happened and then they tell him uh sexual allegations have been brought forward 
Yeah, and, he raped uh, her. You're gonna be ri- your ass is gonna be posted in the Hollywood Reporter, and pretty much no one is gonna want to work with you ever. And he pulls off the side of the road really quickly and just sits there. And uh, I I have to say, I didn't really see this coming at all. Like, mm-hmm. I knew nothing about the movie. So did I even think that – I thought Pennywise was going to be the evil villain of the movie. I didn't think Justin Long would come into this. Yeah, yeah. If anything, it was going to be, you know, another hour of of Keith and Tess trying to escape a killer or her trying to escape Keith or something totally does a movie does a complete 180. He gets that call, you know, and you, and it's not like the quiet, like uh charming Justin long, you know, no. used to, it's like, he's playing into like, he's a cocky, you know, piece of shit. And he he's definitely, a star. Yeah, and you and you know, like as soon as they say that, like he, he raped that girl, you're like, okay, yeah, he he definitely he definitely. Oh, this man, did. this is probably one of many to this. Yeah, this guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Like he is a total, he's a total fucking loser. Um, From hero it, to zero, <laughs> it's it's funny because like you, I mean, at least me, I wasn't sure how he was gonna take it. Like I wasn't sure, but. Based on his personality, I didn't see it. It was a, his immediate reaction was, "I'm gonna ruin that bitch," right? Like yeah. he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get revenge on her." Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna really like come after her because it's completely not true. They show him getting like wasted and calling her, like oh, trying yeah. to like so, apologize. So he 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 decides. So he goes. Um, so like the whole movie just kind of le- like it leaves the house and Tess and them to click like there's no mention of them for a, a, a few minutes like it's, oh exactly you know. exactly he goes um, so after after we see him pull off the side of the road he um, we find out that he has some uh, he's going to be in some financial trouble he goes and talks to his wealth management agent who tells him at this rate of spending he'll make it about two more months if he doesn't get any more work and he's going to have to start liquidating some stuff and also his wealth management guy tells him i'm not going to work with you anymore either so this man they is con- having- he got kanyeed <laughs> he got yayed. he did yeah. he did he um he got he gets the rug pulled out from him he has no hope so he decides he's going to fly to detroit where he is the landlord of this creepy ass airbnb and first of all i just want to say that i love the idea of some sleazy hollywood hack owning a rental property in a shitty detroit neighborhood uh, with some 80s era breastfeeding videos playing in that basement, dude. That is some hilarious stuff. However, this is so funny, man. Um, yeah. And so, like, they go and you find out Justin Long is, you know, the owner of the house. He's had this one of these pieces of shit that we all know, those like leasing office property management companies run it for him. They've made a, they've made a disaster. They put it on, they've double booked it. It's just a piece of shit company. Like they all are. And, uh, and when he gets in there, he sees Tess's stuff still there. Yeah. Yeah. And they're <laughs> like, well, was like, and they, so he calls the leasing, the, the property management company. He's like, well, you know, where are they? Like, did they, did they check <laughs> out? Like, what here. the hell? Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, 
he 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 doesn't he kind of is like um this is really weird he finds tessa's laptop opens it up tries to get in it and then just throws her macbook like on like a total shit bag no regard for money at all um he's getting ready to go to bed right and he's he's washing his face at the sink and he's talking to his mom about the allegations and she's like you know don't be mad at her honey don't talk like that and then she's like why don't you just come home since you're so close um me and me and your dad would like to see you. And he he's like, Dad, dad wants to see me. We get some insight into maybe mm-hmm. his daddy issues. Little insecure boy. And and then after after he decides he's not gonna go home, he calls some of his friends, some local friends he wants to go get a drink with. And it's hilarious. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh that's when we see the Justin Long answer the phone and go. Guess who's back in town, faggots? <laughs> Which is one of the funniest lines of this movie because it just shows you how fucking stupid Justin Long is. Yeah. Um, yeah. They go out and get wasted. He comes back to the house. Well, actually, when they're getting wasted, his friend asks him like about the allegations. And he basically says He admits uh, it. Yeah, I I raped her. Right. Yeah, he's like, Oh, she said you like she you know, she she like eventually caved or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 He basically admits fucking it. Gross. That's, he, that's gross. He basically admits it in his drunken stupor and fumbles in the house, drunk as shit, and calls. The alleged woman uh, leaves her this crazy drunk voicemail, which is incoherent, despite the advice from his lawyer not to talk to her at all. He still does it. Fumbled the bag again, you know, like this guy. I don't even know. He also has a copy of Jane Eyre in a suitcase, which I think is hilarious because there's no way that this guy could comprehend Jane Eyre. And he definitely just carries it around so he can talk to women about it, right? Because it's like a feminist Mm -hmm. book, uh, which... He's definitely just using it to pull some pussy, right? They they said that I read uh, when I was reading some about the movie. Apparently, that role was originally for Zac Efron, <laughs> and that it he wanted that you know you know uh, that kind of frat boy you know thing, but Justin Long like pulled that off so well. Pulled it's, it off. This, pulled it off. This next part that happened was one of my favorite things too throughout the film. So uh he get he wakes up the next morning, nothing creepy's really happened to him, right? He mm-hmm. goes and has like some cereal or something and sees Tessa's car keys still on on the on the table and is like, what's going on? Like someone is here. Someone is squatting in my house. So in his boxers he goes downstairs Stairs. And he's like, is anyone there? Is anyone there? And he stumbles through the hallway, finds all of these creepy ass rooms, like looks Just at right the, past fuck room. the fuck room. Yeah. yeah. And then we get to see him reveal his character truly again. It cuts and he has a tape measure and he's trying to list this as additional square footage so he can get the most money out of this home. Yeah, Hilarious. He, yeah, he just he opens the room to that fuck room. It just opens the door to the fuck room. And he's like, oh, sweet, you know, like, oh, this is like a, a thousand square feet. And, you know, just however, whatever can help him. Mind you that he's not even supposed to, he shouldn't have even left the state of oh, California. Yeah. 
Like totally. he's now like a flat risk. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he's just running away from these, <laughs> these crimes. Um, so he, he, he gets the tape measure. He's going back through measuring, calculating up his square footage until he's met again. The tape measure starts, you know, going off when he's, well, yeah, it. he goes, he goes all the way down to the tunnels. Like, I mean, this stupid tape measure goes all the way down, like to the tunnels. He's, he passes those dog cages. Doesn't even really think of, you know, like no awareness, you know, no, no awareness, whatever. He thinks he's like looking on some, on some Indiana Jones shit or something Yeah, until he's met captured by the big tittied monster, the big <laughs> tittied monster. Mama he's trapped. He's trapped in a bottom cage. And guess who's there? Tess. Tess is there. This big tittied monster comes up to him, and this is kind of the longest scene we see with the monster, uh, big tittied mama. And she comes up to him, and she has a baby bottle, you know, like one. And it's him. like it's like an old baby bottle. It's. It's like a whole, it's like a glass, one of the old glass gallons of milk yes. bottles Make with shift. a rubber nipple, like, like a condom. old nipples. Yeah. And, uh, and remarkably she the size it, of her own nipple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not unlike her own. And uh, they're in this dungeon and she's on top. The, the ceiling of this pit is as a gate. And she's laying on top of the gate uh, with her arm through it with this bottle. And you see a close-up of that nipple on that bottle. And it's covered in hair. It's like dripping that milk. Really disturbing. It's clearly her breast milk. Yeah. (laughs) And she's... Get, trying to get Justin Long to drink it. She wants a she wants a baby so bad. She wants a baby, and she wants Justin to be the baby. And, and Tess, Tess is just like, says, drink it, drink, drink it, it, drink it, drink please. It. Don't make her mad. Like, drink it. But he goes, I'm not fucking drinking that. <laughs> the monster comes face to face with Justin Long here, and this is where some of the funniest. If we can find the sound bit, we'll put it in here. But the way that this monster talks is straight. Just babbling. Just babbling. Jabba Hut like babbling, right? But she takes him to this room, and it's like all these quilts are in the room. Uh, on the floor, and there's a TV, and it's showing breastfeeding videos. Is in and From she's like the 80s, yeah, and and she's got him in there and like trying to get him to latch on, and does so against his will. We'll say <laughs> before we get another distinct cut, right? Dark dungeon, basement catacombs, bright to cut to the bright fucking streets of this uh in a bygone era this house in a bygone 1980s era. yeah right like we 1980s get, we follow this character around do you remember the old guy's name i know he like poses as like carlos frank frank so frank is um the homeowner of this house he gets in his car he's going the to the original grocery owner. store yeah um and 
we know that it's the 80s because one the name the block looks completely different it looks like something from like call of duty nuketown or something like it does not look anything like this ukrainian version of the suburb of detroit (laughs) we see in the film um and he gets in his car and the talk radio is on and they start talking about president reagan so that kind of uh clues us into what's happening and he's going to the grocery store man and he's just like he has that same kind of uneasy feeling about him that like keith has from the first act and you're like what is this guy doing and he's getting like baby formula and he finds the original tape of uh the breastfeeding videos and he buys it okay he also, and he's he's an older man older like at this, he, he's like you know probably in his 65, late 50s 70. or 60s yeah, yeah. 60s 70s yeah old dude um and he he's a creep right like Creepy. we see him we see him set uh in his in car. the same vein as Dahmer just that yes. unease about you know yeah just this guy is not he's off his rocker he he sets in his car and he watches one of his neighbor ladies uh, who is this cute little Latina lady, go into her house. Then he gets out of his uh, car and he opens the trunk and he puts on this jumpsuit that says his name is Carlos and he poses as a plumber. He goes in her house just to unlock her window, right? Mm -hmm. And then says, everything looks good. I'll see you later. So we get, you know... We we're kind of on to this dude at this point. We know what he's up to. He's like that's obviously his fuck room down there. Like this, we start putting it together. Yeah, this guy is 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 gonna kidnap some some people and and you know whatever in those tunnels. And and that's when we it kind of comes full circle, right? Like we see him go into the house. We see the house just completely in disarray with like all kinds of baby stuff or whatever, and go down to the basement, right? Um, anything else kind of about that scene that I'm missing about the old dude? Like I feel like it's it's a pretty shorter it's a shorter bit, right? Yeah, like you just you don't you don't see him. I don't think you see him kidnap anybody. Um, you, you never actually see him like rape or kill anybody. But it it goes back uh, to the in in it. I think it it just cuts back to uh, the present day with Tess and Justin Long, whose character's name is AJ, which AJ, makes it that's even it. better. Um, <laughs> When she drags him away and forces him to drink the breast milk, uh, Tess is able to escape then. Yes. And and she and then the the mother like uh chases after her and that allows Justin Long, aka AJ, to escape. And when he does, he he like he runs the opposite way of Tess. And he ends up going further back into these tunnels and he comes to a room and uh, the the monster like comes up to him. Right. Like in and he goes up to that door and that monster, the mom, the mother uh, starts backing away like she's scared of whatever is in the room that Justin Long just found. And so he goes in to the room and it's that it's Frank's crank station. Like he's down there. He's decrepit. He's in this little bed. He's so old at this point. So old. He he, he can't talk. And uh, Justin's like, oh, man, like, 
we're going to get you some help, man. Like we're going to get you out of here. Like he thinks immediately he's awesome. sympathetic to this yeah. guy, right? Yeah, like yeah. an older yeah. version of himself, really. <laughs> exactly. And you see, uh, Justin Long's like, Oh, you know, and the, the old man starts pointing, I think. And yeah. Justin Long goes over and there's this old desktop computer set up on a desk and there's, uh, or a TV yeah. and, uh, TV. with a VHS player mm-hmm. and there's all these tapes. And each one has a, ne- a, a woman's name on it, or just like a description of a right, woman, right? And or just, a redhead at the grocery store, or yeah, something. Or like redhead at the, the gas, gas station, station. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Justin Long pops one in, and it's him in the it's Frank in the fuck room, like raping and killing these women, and uh, and like about the time Justin Long turns around and goes, "You're a fucking monster," you know. And it's a weird dynamic because mm-hmm. you know Justin Long's just been accused of be- of doing you know something very similar, maybe not murdering or whatever, but raping. Yeah, and uh, and you see the old man Frank start fumbling with something in a nightstand, and he pulls out a gun. Yeah, a little just, revolver, and just blows his fucking head off. Blows yeah. his own head off. Kills and, himself. Yeah. Yeah, that scene was that scene was wild to me. Um, that's that's when I realized like one what the movie was actually about to be about, like and and trying to say a little bit, like with having those two characters, Justin Long and then the dad being really similar. Um because like nine out of ten directors, I feel like, or nine out of ten horror movies would have had Tess find Frank. Right. You know, get the woman yeah. there to have the the vindication and either kill him or watch him kill himself on behalf of all the woman, women that he raped and killed. But it's a very interesting choice to stick Justin Long's character in there. Totally. Totally. So Tess, she's running out. She runs up to the door. But Justin Long had closed the door, removed the chair from the night before whenever he had came in and saw the door open. So the door was locked. But she sees the window and it's still there. And she she runs. Right. Yeah. She runs to the well, she runs to the gas station because I can't remember. I don't think she has her car keys yet. She runs out of the basement. She gets out of the window and she takes off down the street. And she doesn't stop until she hits a gas station and, uh, and a cop pulls in there. I th- the, uh, uh, she was, she calls the cop from the gas station. The cops come. She looks crazy. Cause she's just like, she's she looks been like in a tunnel. Yeah, yeah. She looks like a crackhead. And so the cops are like, you know, go on, like get out of here. And, uh, and so, she goes back to the house, I guess, to get her car or get her stuff and try to get out of there. And that's when the homeless man comes back. Yeah. He's there to save her. That's right. Yeah. He, and he and come, how yeah. does she, how does she get back with AJ? Like, well, she, well, he like fills her in the, the homeless man. He says, you know, you can't go in that house. I tried to warn you the other night. Uh, there's a monster that lives in the in the tunnels down there. He knew it. <laughs> he knew it, and uh, and uh, he was like, "You can't go back in there." She comes out at night and and lure and like t- 
to get things, you know, to try to get a baby or whatever. And, uh, and he's like, you, you, you don't need to be anywhere near this house come nightfall, you know? And he, she tells, Tess tells the homeless man, it's like, well, that the, another man is down there. She's got somebody, you know, down there. And Tess has no idea like who Justin Long's character is that he's like a alleged rapist and all this kind of stuff. And uh, so she's like, we got to help him. And that guy's like, you know, kind of like you're on your own. Right. Why would you do that? Yeah. And so she walks back from the gas station. It's almost dark. And so when she gets there, the and gets her keys, she's trying to get out of her keys. The the mother is right there waiting for it, runs out, and she just slams it in drive and uh and pins the mom between the car and the house. And like you think the mother's dead. And so uh, Tess goes back into the tunnels to get AJ to try to see where he's where he is. And at this point, you know, the mother's dead. Uh, and that's when and like she has a flashlight. AJ sees that flashlight come around the corner. He shoots her. And you're like, fuck, like she just killed the mother. They're going to save your dumb ass. And this then man's going to make it out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to be the only one to survive. But luckily, luckily, Tess, uh, she he only shot her in like the shoulder. Flesh wound. Flesh wound. Nothing but a flesh wound. And so they uh, he he lifts. He helps her up and they run out. They they make it out of the house. And when they do, they see that the the creature's gone. From it's not pinned, right? Uh, it's not where Tess left it. Yeah, it's not where Tess Tess left the body. Show me the body, <laughs> and uh, it's gone. And so they start running the, and they uh, join back up with the homeless man. And that's he offers them help, right? He's like, come yeah. with me. He's like, come, come this way, come this way. And uh, and so they're sitting by the fire, and he's like, oh, she's not gonna come mess with, you know, come over here. Like it's like we just need to stay awake and just, you know, uh, uh, watch out for each other, and not, but it'll be fine. That's when he fills them in that. Frank was raping and killing uh, uh, women down there, but he was he would like have babies with the girls that he was raping and then have babies with those babies and babies with those babies. I think there's a quote and it's like that's when that's what happens when you make copy after copy after copy after copy of the same thing or something like that. Oh how relevant (laughs) and so you end up with uh you know a seven foot tall Nancy Pelosi monster. (laughs) And like Big kitty like, mommy yeah. in the house, <laughs> and and so they're sitting there, and you know they're they're huddled around the campfire. About this time, there's a wall behind the homeless man. Mother just breaks through the wall, grabs him, and rips him like basically in half, like oh, rips his one. arm off and his head off, like just. Ah! There is some Tarantino level gore in this film where it's just yeah, like some intense zoom ins of like the ligaments just like coming out gross oh, as hell. Oh, so at this point, that's when there's like a Spider-Man dive. No, coming up. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a Mary Jane and Spider-Man and Spider-Man <laughs> comes. But it's like not rescue. the people you would expect. They run up this. So they, they take off running. There's a water tower nearby. And for whatever reason, yeah, Yeah. AJ and Tess uh, run up the water tower. And the mother is, of course, following them. Uh, They make it up to the top. They realize that, uh, or Justin Long's character realizes that he if he can sacrifice Tess, then he there's a chance that he'll he can escape. So he pushes her off the top of the water tower. And mother oh, bumbles the bag again. Bumbles the bag. Just he's just a piece of shit and he plays it so well. But uh mother in attempt to save Tess, Spider-Man's herself off the water tower, grabs Tess, does like a barrel roll in the air, mm. and uh and she lands on the pavement and Tess lands on top of her. You think they're both dead. Right. But uh this is just, where um, this is yeah. where um <laughs> you kind of realize like the reason that she has such an attachment to Tess is because she's kept her for like those weeks under the house and like breastfed her, you know, and like, like literally her baby. Feels like her baby, right? So she so she's doing anything literally to protect her her little baby, including a Spider-Man dive off the water tower. Um, but yeah, that's when, uh, that's when Justin Long kind of comes down. Right. Uh, and at this point, who has the gun? Um, let's see. Where's the gun? So AJ pushes Tess off the tower and then mother jumps after Tess. He, he goes, so AJ runs down, uh, uh, to Tess and realizes she's alive. And he tries to like rationalize, like he was doing with his mom over the phone with the allegations, you know, and with his friends, like these terrible things that he does. He tries to rationalize them the best that he can, and uh, and that's when the mother wakes up and kills him, mm, right? pushes his eyes in. That's right. Yeah, Put, pushes yeah. his and, eyeballs out, puts his and, eyes out, and then. Literally splits his head open. <laughs> like as if to get a grip on his cranium and then straight up rip that thing up Gallagher style, watermelon blood everywhere. Justin Long's dome piece is literally cracked at the hands of this big titty mommy. And, um, and that's when the mother tries to comfort Tess mm-hmm. and and like, and she's like, baby, baby, yeah, baby, some baby. real baby talk coming at her. It tries to get her to come back to the house, and uh, tries to get Tess to come back to the house with her, and that's when um, Tess pulls out the gun. Tess has the gun and <laughs> shoots her, puts her down. And, uh, and, and then stumbles away. And that's the film. And that's and it. And then it, be my, be my baby. Be that's my song. little baby. 
That song leads us out. So there's like two Amazing. big songs in this film, right? Like the the Ricky Ticky Tavy song that Justin Long's rapping about, about how you got to stand up for yourself, Ricky, right? Ricky Ticky Tavy, Mongoose is gone. Ricky Ticky Tavy, Mongoose is gone. And then the Be My Little Baby song at the end. And that's really the soundtrack, right? Like aside yeah. from like some ambient noise and stuff like that. But yeah, that was a wild ride. What a man. ride. Like what, what did a you, ride. What did you take away from that? Like what was your what was kind of your takeaway in terms of like what this was saying? I was uh and and we've like uh we've analyzed it, you know, uh maybe overly analyzed it, but I don't think so. But it it does it it does make some very uh it it tries to make some very good points. I think, you know, with I took away like uh just the housing market, a commentary on, you know, rental properties, what it does to neighbors, does gentrification. Yeah. And um and that kind of stuff. But the movie hides, it's not it's not so it's it's not so much worried as trying to make social commentary as it is just trying to put on a good movie. Like I feel like any of the points that it does make, it makes well, but I feel like that's it's that's not the principal role of this movie. And so I took one of the main takeaway, I guess, would just be like, you know, it was nice to see a movie be able to do that again, where it's just like you're, it's not some lecture, you know, thinly veiled as a horror movie. Yeah, for sure. For sure. My my lessons that I kind of took away from it is you got to listen to that uh, homeless black man. If they're running at you, man, you better listen to them. <laughs> they're going to save your life. And also, too, you never know who's living in your house. You could have a haunted house. Under your basement with a big titty monster there. You never and don't know. use Airbnb. Airbnb is a piece of shit company and they suck. Don't use Airbnb. Don't even travel. Don't go anywhere. No. If someone tells you come to Detroit for a job interview, don't go. Don't go. And if anybody, a uh, seven foot big titty woman monster offers you a bottle of milk, fucking drink it. Drink it. You drink have it. to. Drink it. Because they might save you. They might they might save your life. They might rescue you when you <laughs> fall from the water tower or when a shit bag Dude, pushes when she you. slams Bill Scarzar's head against that tunnel wall. <laughs> so there's a lot in this movie, man. We got it. We got Nancy Pelosi. We get a guest star from Jeffrey Dahmer a little bit. He's like the landlord. That's hilarious. It scratches really every itch. It really does. I think, you know, we talked about this at the beginning with like parallels between a old hag with big tits, unable to leave the house or even only comes out at dark. Um, and I think there's a lot of parallels here, you know, as the as the news kind of broke this week when uh, Nancy Pelosi has stepped down from her seat, you know, the amount of uh what a transition. Just, let's just say this. If if Nancy Pelosi had a dick, it would have gotten ridden off this week with the headlines. I mean, let's just pull up 
some of these headlines, please. Um, from the Washington Post, Nancy Pelosi steps down as the most effective speaker of modern times. From the New York Times, Nancy Pelosi, badass. From that the Wall Street me. Journal, Nancy Pelosi's lesson in power for House Republicans. Oh, this from the New York Times, Nancy Pelosi's grace and spirit as she prepares to step down. From Bloomberg, Nancy Pelosi, the first female speaker, was a genius of process and people. Nancy Pelosi from the Hill, we witnessed one of the political greats. Again, her dick ridden off. When that many publications uh, agree, that usually means that you were very ineffective and just uh, preserved the status quo. <laughs> yeah, for bipartisanship <laughs> to go your way, it's never good. You don't want to agree with these people. And what's and You're what's the bar? What's literally what what what's the standard of of uh, what's the bar for a speaker in modern age? Uh, what was it, Ryan or? Mm-hmm. Who Harry? Yeah, uh, like come what on. What are we comparing this to? Right? What's been done? <laughs> Probably some of the most sensual dick riding that I saw for Pelosi comes from a Twitter thread of uh, the U.S. Senator Chris Murphy from Connecticut on Twitter, um, and he it gets horny, dude. I'm not sure if Chris Murphy has seen those big titties of Pelosi, but anyway, Chris Murphy's Twitter, uh, thread starts like he's like, I just picture this. It's tweeted at like one 50 PM, but I imagine Chris is just like holed up in his office and he's drew the blinds and he's like, got the Lubriderm out. <laughs> And he's ready to literally send off, blast one more to to Pelosi. He starts, there's one night I will remember most when thinking about Nancy Pelosi. What, dog? What? One night? (laughs) Of all the nights I saw her, I'll remember one. I logged those titties from across the room. And you think he's going titties, but he goes, no. The night I watched her single-handedly save health care for 20 million Americans. It was at the first Democratic caucus meeting after Scott Brown won the special Senate election in Massachusetts. Many rank and file Democrats were in panic, and they lined up at the microphone to tell Pelosi that it was time to give us the Affordable Care Act or to chop it up in a million pieces. I love that Chris Murphy, like he remembers this night and he's saying everyone lined up to tell Pelosi either shit or get off the pot, right? Like either we pass this thing or we rip it up. I love thinking about our 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 uh, honest to God like policy and systems of and political power existed in that pendulum. Either we pass it or we rip it up. That's great. That's awesome. He says, I remember it like it was yesterday. Pelosi and her big ass titty sat in the front of the room of the basement of the Capitol, where she never left for five hundred years. <laughs> her office just sat right past the fuck room. 
She listened politely to calls for retreat, even as some of her most loyal, progressive allies were begging her to ditch ACA in the name of political expediency. And then, when everyone had spoken, she picked up a handheld microphone. I love that he, he he said handheld. He specified handheld. He used Twitter features to specify that the microphone Pelosi was using. It's because he remembers her hand around that microphone. <laughs> Single-handedly oh, jerked that was, microphone it, off the podium. It was syndrilical, much like my cock. Uh, I expected her to give up on the cause, but she didn't. She did exactly the opposite. She told the room that had come there when leaders have a choice, a powerful choice to make, to stand up to the powerful status quo and change the world or give into the short-term political expediency. They're on a time crunch, dog. They're like, can we get this over with, man? Like, I want to go to Chipotle. I'm, like, hungry. This is in the moment when she told us to save lives and lift millions out of healthcare poverty. Let's look at that, uh, Chris. Millions out of healthcare. I forgot that's what happened. I'm living in an alternative universe. You're right. You're right, uh, Senator Murphy. Uh, we don't live in a in a society where millions of people are underinsured. This was our moment. She told us to lift millions of uh, out of healthcare poverty. She told us that, and and it was time for us to stiffen our spines and march forward. She told us the country was counting on us. I watched her. My mouth was watering. Her single-handedly will the caucus to act. He used caucus. He used caucus to act. He didn't say mouth is watering, though, did he? (laughs) I watched her meddle change the entire room. She was not done. No one. Or when she was done, no one challenged her. I just keep picturing the mother from Barbarian holding the gavel. <laughs> A-C-A-M-B. She, this goes on. Two months later, Congress passed the Affordable Care Act. And as of today, uh, it's so popular with the new Republican Congress, no one will even touch it. I had never even seen a person do what Pelosi did that night. I've never seen it since. There hasn't been, there hasn't been, and will not be anyone like her. Somebody check on Chris Murphy's <laughs> uh, search history. This man's brain, dude. Like, what's going on? He also no Republicans want to touch it because it's basically a Republican health care reform. <laughs> I like mean, they, I, it's not it's their ideas man stop patting yourselves on the fucking back like we just had an insurrection had god tried to steal the last two elections uh like what the fuck are y'all doing like enough with the circle jerk y'all all suck but but the only other like parallel that i saw like directly that i think the director probably modeled uh pelosi after uh or this character after pelosi rather was when, at the end, when she puts out Justin Long's eyes and rips his head apart, I couldn't help but think about that moment where uh, Pelosi rips Trump's speech. 
<laughs> and also, Pelosi just wants to be a mommy, man. You remember? She when wants she... to be the mommy. There's certainly never been no one like her. And I agree with Chris Murphy there, too. Um, she does have some big old titties. I mean, she, yeah, it's just, it. it's all, I don't know. They're just, I can't stand the big kind of party. Like, it, it, they're public servants, you know. I mean, they're not superheroes. They're regular people. And the more that we put these people on, I mean, most of them are, honest to God, probably not that bright. Crooks. And crooks and uh, self-serving egomaniacs. And this the the higher we place them on the pedestal, the worse it's going to be for all of us. I'll be calm. I'm going to punch him out. This oh, is my mom. I would pay to see I've that. I'm waiting for this. Well, <laughs> check your house for uh, for old hags, everybody. Thanks for listening. Well, uh, could you just do me a favor, man? Yeah, float. Uh, yeah, float. 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 What's the matter with you people? I was joking! Don't you know a joke when you hear one? Ha ha ha!